Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Deputy Editor. I did it again. I did, did it again. again. I knew You're I was not the deputy editor. <laughs> I'm not the deputy editor anymore. The deputy the big editor dog. of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is currently now Michael Beck, who you will be seeing on more podcasts this week. I am Dave Schofield, the editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It's going to take me a while to get used to that one. Um, I say it every show, and I'm still not used to it. And uh, already cracking up together with me, as always, is my big brother, Rich. Rich, how are you doing this evening? Oh, I'm doing wonderful now that, you know, I'm hanging out with you, and we have already made each other laugh hysterically. Um, let's pull it together and talk some Steeler football. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do our best to keep it together. Everyone, now, if, if for people tuning in later on the show, they might they might miss this every time. I mean, you, it says Dave Schofield under my name, for those of you not watching on YouTube. And I have my Twitter handle, which takes up the entire rest of the screen because I was told by Brian Anthony Davis it is way too long. Then under you, it says Big Bro Sco. So I'm hoping people understand that the Sco goes back to the Schofield and that this is because you are my big brother. We are two brothers. This is the whole point of us doing this show. We love doing it together. We're going to act like brothers all the time. We are going to make fun of each other. We are going to interrupt each other. We are going to tell them when they're wrong and things of that sort. So for those and of you- And I'm the big brother, so you're always wrong. Well, I'm the- <laughs> No, you're the older brother. You're the older brother. I think I've been bigger since, what, about seventh grade uh, or something like that. But that's just how we interact, and that's just kind of how the show goes. So right. people that join in later, maybe we should remind them of that, but- uh, this is us. This is who we are. And we love being here with you guys. Um, I even, little trick we did tonight, I even got Big Brosco logged in to where he can click on the live chat and not just have to tell me where to look all the time. So this is going to be a little bit better. But before we jump into our topic tonight, let's just hit up any kind of Steelers news that we Gotta have. Put that up there. <laughs> there we go. Lance Wave says we're brothers. <laughs> So good to see Lance in the live chat. So some news going on. There's not a lot of news. This it's June. It's the most, I mean, sometimes the beginning of June, you would be getting into to team mini camps or more of the middle of June. I, I don't know when mini camp was scheduled for this year that got canceled in essence. Um, if it would have been going on right around now, but this is then when we get into nothing's going on in the NFL until training camp. So not a lot of news. We should be getting news sooner or later about the Steelers starting to sign their draft picks because they haven't signed any of them yet. So that's one thing to be looking for. There was something, there was a couple things today. They finally made it official that the Steelers will not be doing their annual Friday night lights in Latrobe because the Steelers aren't going to be in Latrobe. It didn't make sense for them to travel all the way from Pittsburgh, all the way out there just to do that. And plus it, Chances are they wouldn't have been allowed to do that. So it's officially canceled. But another thing that was brought up, I don't know if you saw this today, that there's a story um, about the governor of Ohio saying that if the Hall of Fame ceremony was going on this weekend, not the game and the ceremony would not have fans. So that is basically what they're saying is going to happen moving forward at this time. So if the Hall of Fame game is played on Thursday, August 6th. As of right now, it would be in front of fans. Does this really surprise you, Rich? Um, no. Of course it would be like that if it was going on today. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Think about where we were. You know, uh, there's no, no way you can guess where we're going to be. You know, what is that now? Almost seven weeks from now? Think about where we were, where things were at seven weeks ago. I think, I think it's eight weeks. I think it's eight. Yeah. Yeah. So just quickly so, doing the math in my head, since we're stat geeks, we can do that. Yeah. So it, it's hard to say. I mean, that's almost two months from now and that's, it's hard to say what's going to happen, but they're going to have to get to a point further out where they're going to have to make that decision. So that's what it is for now. We still don't know if that game's going to happen. The NFL talked about cutting two preseason games. If they do, the Hall of Fame could always bump back their festivities to make it the week before. 
there's a lot of things up in the air with it. But as of right now, I don't know how many people in the live chat happen to have tickets to either the game or the induction ceremony. But right now, that's that's what that's the that's what's going on according to the governor. But I don't think the governor was all too happy that the Hall of Fame opened up again last week anyway. So there's, let's just say this, tune in, <laughs> keep tuning in. Don't just tell a friend and subscribe. Keep tuning into this story because I'm sure this will be constantly evolving between now and the time the Steelers would take the field against the Dallas Cowboys at, is it 7 p.m.? I might miss the time on Thursday, August 6th at the, now I can't remember the name of the field in Canton. No, it doesn't matter. So that's about it for news. Any, anything else that you have in regards to that? No, um, in regards to what we were just talking about, it's like, you know, sure, that's what we're talking about now. And six weeks from now, we'll probably be talking about is the NFL going to open their season on time and yep. and things like that. You know, it. we could speculate it, now, but it does no good to try to speculate that far out with what's going to be going on. So... I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I'm not going to give it all that much brain power because I don't have that many brain cells to give. So um, we'll wait and see where we go. Yeah. And, and honestly, it's all speculation. I like how the NFL has handled everything so far, which was, which was we're going to keep moving forward, planning on doing things that we normally do until we can't. You know, that's why they did the draft. That's why they made the schedule and announced it. Correct. The, you know, you keep moving forward, hopeful that it will happen and realize that you're going to have to adjust like they had to adjust with mini camps and everything and virtual OTAs. So we will then let's, let's dive into this topic. This was something that I thought was interesting. I wanted to go back and look at some things and that is, the Steelers have their 90 man roster. And yes, as of right now, it is 90 men. They don't, there hasn't been any announcement about the whole Christian Scotland Williamson. I don't know if he's after two years that he doesn't get the exemption. I don't know if they've officially made the exemption. If he gets it for three years, not sure until the Steelers announce it, it's 90 man, unlike 91 the last two seasons. But they have their roster. And of course, that roster is going to change. It will change throughout training camp. And there's there's a pretty good chance that there's somebody that will be on the Steelers' 53-man roster in week one that is not on the roster right now. That's a pretty good chance. But there's also mm -hmm. a chance that the Steelers could have someone on their roster now that could very well end up with another NFL team via trade before the first week of the season. So rather than speculate who, you know, who could the Steelers come in, come in, that could be anybody. That's too, that's too big of a pull. You know, you're, you're a stat geek. What's the sample size there? You know, what's the statistics of getting that one right when we're looking at 90, you know, 90 men on 32 different teams that someone, someone from one of them is going to cut. Yeah. That one's too hard to call. Right. Come on, throw the number. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> So we're going to go the other way. Um, yeah, hold on. Do, 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 do. Yeah, no, I'm not even going to try to figure that out. That's Because <laughs> yeah. you're talking 90 guys on everybody's rosters. 31 so, other teams. So you can't, you, you know, right. so, and things. Yeah, we, we could sit here and be geeky and take the whole uh, take the whole episode and figure that out. Or let's look at it the other way. Is there someone that the Steelers have that they could trade for either a draft pick or a player or something of that sort. Before we do that, let's let's look at some recent history. I looked up the recent history. I went back to 2000. I think I looked since 2010 of trades the Steelers made of where they traded away a player in the month of August or the first week of September. And here's what I got. Um, they they did it back in August of 2013. They traded. Um, Linebacker Adrian Robinson to the Philadelphia Eagles for um, running back Felix Jones. So that was when they traded a linebacker for a running back. That was a player for player. That was not, there's only one other that was a player for player. Um, two years later, right, right at the deadline, um, the beginning of September, they traded punter Brad Wing 
to the New York oh, Giants. That's right. I remember that. Round pick because they had two punters and to keep Jordan Berry, they traded wing to get that seventh round pick. Then two years after that in 2017, they made three trades. That was a big one that they traded. Um, they, they, this was another player for player. And this was, I think basically practice squad like, uh, level guys where the Steelers traded, um, Offensive lineman, I'm pretty sure it was a center, if not a guard, uh, Lucas Crowley to the Redskins for cornerback Deshaun Phillips, who they, to the Steelers did have on their practice squad then that year. And then later on, right before the deadline, two trades that I think they went through the same day. It might've been one day before the other. Uh, the Steelers traded Ross Cockrell to the Giants for a seventh round pick. Mm -hmm. And then they also traded um, wide receiver Sammy Coates to the Browns. They sent Coates and a seventh to the Browns in turn for a sixth. So they swapped they, they swapped up in picks uh, to send Sammy Coates. Then they had two years off again. Last year, they did – I'm going to say two from last year. They had – and this was a player that a lot of people this time of year would have possibly called this. So, like, man, if the Steelers could get something, this might be someone that they might want to trade when they traded offensive tackle uh, and third-round draft pick Gerald Hawkins – to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a seventh round draft pick that has not occurred yet because it's in next it's in this coming year's draft. And then after week one, since it was in September in the first week, we'll go ahead and throw this in because the Steelers were trying to do it beforehand. But after the week one game, after um, Nick Foles went down in Jacksonville, the Steelers traded uh, Joshua Dobbs to the Jacksonville Jaguars for a fifth round pick, which they then turned around and I think that fifth-round pick they used for Minka Fitzpatrick as part of that deal. And their other fifth-round pick they used to trade straight up for Nick Vanette. But right. either way, you can see when the Steelers kind of have an extra player at a position, rather than just cut them and let them get picked up by someone, they try to find someone and see if they can grab that seventh-round pick. Uh, do you think the Steelers have enough depth at any position this year that 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 this is possible? Or do you think – they're better off just trying to hold on to their guys. I don't know which, what side of the ball you want to start on. Um, we could go anywhere. What? Um, I mean, we could go by position, or we could go go by player. Um, why don't you just kick it off wherever no, you want to go? Okay. So the one that jumps out at me first is by position. Is that you know something that we've talked about a lot? Is we've got a very full. Uh, position room in the running backs. Yes, um, that's what so, jumps out at me first as well. Yeah, I mean, we we've got we've got a lot of guys. Um if someone is in need of depth, I would look to potentially pull a trade and send send off one of those guys cuz we're not going to be yeah. able to keep them all. Absolutely, they're not going to be able to keep them all. I, honestly, I could see them trading more than one if yeah, they're playing they really well could. in the preseason. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, unfortunately, some people might not like this. I'm going to say Jalen Samuels is, is probably your biggest trade bait that you have for the Steelers going into next year. If Samuels plays well in the preseason, you could, that's a guy that could, that, that you could trade away. Cause another one is Kareth white, but I don't know that any teams would pull the trigger on Kareth white saying he was still available to get off of a practice squad halfway through last season, unless he's just tearing it up right the answers are the Steelers would just have to do a cut there I don't know that even that um Trey Edmonds is another one that I don't think would really trade you know bring any value I mean you could see but I would say out of out of all those personally I picked Jalen Samuels to still make the Steelers that was my prediction with with their roster but if you have too many running backs and you like them to me, he's the most likely one to get traded because I they're not going to tr trade away James Conner, the Pro Bowler. I just don't see that happening. I would I don't see them trading Benny Snell after one season, especially when he was more productive than what people realize. Um, so if they're going to have to cut somebody and they're they might even trade a guy that they would have kept otherwise. Do you think that's possible? That say, well, we we're, we'd have to keep Samuels over White, but if someone will give us something for Samuels, then we just keep white. You know what I mean? Yes, that's what exactly where I was going to go. I was going to, it, it, it's not so much 
you know, and, and you know, some folks I see Ezra out there. He's bringing up saying Samuel's not trade bait. We're not saying bait. No. Okay. Trade bait is when you've got something and you're getting something big time in return. We're, this is not for a big time r- return. This yeah. is a, we're going to probably lose some running backs. Can we get anything for anybody? And if yeah. you really want to look at it, the example you brought up, would you, would you give up say Samuels for a six round pick knowing that then when you freed up that space, you're, you're going to keep Kareth white in his place. Yeah. Is that, yeah. is that worth it? Exactly. If that's worth it, then you pull the trigger and you would do something like that. Here's here's another thing, though. You've got to remember, any kind of injury problems during the preseason, done. Nope. Keep, yeah. keep people. Keep people. And that's what you do. So, I mean, honestly, who I would think, if man, if they could get a seventh-round pick for somebody like Trey Edmonds, who is not practice squad eligible anymore and is most likely not going to make the team. That's exactly what they did with Gerald Hawkins. Gerald Hawkins was not going to make the team. He couldn't be on the practice squad anymore and they were going to have to cut him. So rather than cut him or no, he still might've had a year practice squad eligibility, but he wasn't going to make it there. Let's just say that. So they, so they got something for him. So I could see running back being the prime position. And in order to do something would have to be someone that that brings something. That's why I think you know Samuels would be the most likely. Not that I want them to trade Samuels. I'm just saying if they did it, that's who I think they would do. So, um, and the other, I can think of a couple other things for offense. Let's stick to offense. Okay. Um, go ahead. I, okay. I, I brought up the running backs. You go. You go where you want to go now. Okay. I'm going to say I'll because. This one's where it gets a little bit sketchy. Wide receiver. That the Steelers do have some possibilities at the bottom of their roster in with wide receiver. Sense of everything that they have above. I just don't know if they have anything that would be valuable to anyone else. Um, people that will not be traded. You ready? Some people yep. might say might say Juju. No, not Juju. Not Deontay Johnson. Not James Washington. Some people might think that's a possibility. Don't think so. Okay. Not Chase Claypool. Did I miss somebody in there? For sure. I'm, I'm starting to think that I that I forgot someone. Um, I don't think any of those. In all honesty, I could see if anyone would give them anything. I could see Ryan Switzer. <laughs> because they're not going to cut Ryan Switzer. Because that'll upset Ben. But if they trade Switzer and he's just kind of gone because of that, that's a whole different story, if you know what I mean. Yes. So I don't know that anyone would really want anything. I mean, especially since you've got Deontay Johnson as front punts. You've got um, McFarland as a possibility or other, and some other possibilities of returning kickoffs that, that Switzer – could be one of those possibilities. Yes. Another one would be Deion Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he looked well with the Steelers last year. Uh, his spot could be up in the air. You've got two guys um, nipping nipping at his heels. A lot of people are, uh, really like uh, Saeed Blacknall, who played for Penn State, who played in the XFL. He's a lot of people's sleeper pick to come in and, and make the roster. I have someone else ahead of him. I have Amara Darbo, who was a third-round pick by the Seattle Seahawks, who the who the Steelers picked up late last year and had on their 53-man roster. He's another guy. Might not be a guy that they trade, but a guy that if they say, hey, if we trade someone else, that's someone we could keep. Right. So right. I don't it, think wide receivers is much of a possibility other than just that they have so many names there that if, that if people – they would have to really start outplaying themselves in the preseason. And, and, you know, there are probably people sitting out there thinking, you know, well, gee whiz, the the Steelers, you know, kind of like you said with Switzer, you know, it's not so much that we're going to go out there and shop those guys, but you got to keep the phone lines open. You know, if somebody calls and says, hey, we got to need what, you know, you've got a stable full of, you know, you've got excess, what would you give us? And for those people, why would you not listen? 
yeah, for those people that saying you don't trade, who who would run, want Switzer? Uh, he's been traded twice. He's been traded twice. He was traded from the Cowboys to the Raiders, and then from the Raiders to the Steelers. So obviously, someone could possibly still want them and think that he could fit in their system. You don't know what other people saw in somebody, you know, that during the during the draft their draft prep or something that they think oh you know we've got we've already got two se- seventh round picks next year or the year after let's you know or we're lined up to get a couple comp picks higher than that let's let's throw our seventh pick and bring this person in on a flyer like i don't have a problem when the steelers do that with like a sixth or seventh round pick on a flyer that they can get from someone uh, for camp well just so, think if you're working your way through the preseason and and I don't know, just pick a team somewhere, you know, team X, you know, is out there and, and suddenly they get some injuries and their wide receiver rooms down to like four guys. Okay. And you, you want to bring a fifth guy in just because you want to have that depth that's there. Well, why wouldn't you consider, you know, you, they definitely consider a guy like Switzer veteran guy can help young guys can, you know, so, so so really it's not so much about, us it's really going to be more about the other team here here is the big question are those top four i mean chase claypool's off the table he's a he's he's a rookie Mm -hmm. but i'll still include that out of those top four any any chance you trade any of them i don't want to say no because it would depend on the offer, but yes. you know, they're not they're not getting them for a, a you know for a seventh rounder and the prize <laughs> out of your box of Cracker Jacks. <laughs> no, what what if what if they offered you know what if a team was offering something something serious for someone like a James Washington? You know, what if they were offering a, a legit inside linebacker for a James Washington? I, I don't know listening. that I'd do it. You got to think about it. I'm you listen- think about I, it. I am at that point, so, I am listening. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, and I would imagine Gilbride's this way. He'll he'll listen to anything anybody throws out there at him. But uh-huh. in the end, he's got to decide, do I pull the trigger on that deal or not? Yeah. You know, I, I, yep. I um, definitely entertain offers. And... You know. This and and I apparently I picked the right guy because Jeffrey Benedict says James Washington, yes. Now I'm not like I said, I'm not giving him away for, for nothing. It would have to be something substantial. Well, but you know, and oh, I can't believe I'm about to do this, but you know, Lance Lance threw it out there and people were already, you know, screaming at him on this. You know, Lance said juju. Um I can't say that if the right offer came along, I wouldn't entertain the notion that it could happen. It's not impossible. I just think it's highly unlikely. I think I don't I think, think anyone's it's highly unlikely too, because I don't think anybody's going to offer you enough for what you really enough. think value is. I'll tell you what though, it had to be a whole lot more than a third and a fifth. Oh yeah. <laughs> it would be. Honestly. Honestly. Um so but that's third, where it comes there. The third and the fifth was a steal for us on that. Yeah. That's why people are like, oh, do you think the rate? No, the Raiders are not going to trade with the Steelers when they the Steelers got two thirds and a fifth for two wide receivers that basically played a total, I think, of four games for the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's one more place with offense that I have for sure. I don't know if you do or not. But I'm, interested, I'm interested to hear where you go because there's two different way, ways I think you could go depending on what. Go yeah, ahead. And, and I'm going to keep it a little bit more general, and I think you're going to understand why. Okay. I I would not rule out offensive line. Yeah, that's where I thought you'd go. Because now, notice I didn't want to say specifically tackle or guard because I think there's one player that everything hinges on. One player that everything hinges on, and you're probably going to be shocked at who I'm going to say. It is the 2008, no, I said 18, sorry, 2019 seventh round draft pick of Derwin Gray, who was on the practice squad last year, 
Mm -hmm. If he comes out and he shows that, you know, not even doesn't even have to be starter, but capable backup that the Steelers aren't going to want to expose him to the practice squad again. I still think it's going to be interesting how they, how they keep offensive linemen this year. One, could they trade him or two, does that make somebody else expendable? Because if you add another guard into the mix, which could put, keep Filer at tackle, then you've got a lot of tackles. Yeah. So, there's a lot of ways you could go. I mean, I don't see them trading anybody that has center capability. No, that's that's one thing you're keeping around because because you know, that's the because that's got, the one thing we're a little short on. Well, you've got four. You've got Pouncey. You've got Wisniewski that can play it. Then you've got um, Hassenauer that was. Um, on the roster the last week of the season last year. And then the Steelers did have a pretty intriguing uh, undrafted free agent who played both center and tackle in college, who we had an exclusive interview. Um, what One of our writers had an exclusive interview from him that posted on the website today. Um, uh, and uh, Christian, I, I'm going to say, say it wrong, uh, Montano, I'm pretty sure is how you say it, out of Tulane via Brown. He graduated from Brown and as a grad student played at Tulane. So you've got some names there, but I don't know when that's proven. I mean, two of those guys might not even make the practice squad. So you got to keep your centers, but I could see if, if, I mean, last year, nobody expected Fredson to be a guy that was in the mix who the Steelers had on the roster and then lost when they exposed them to waivers. So, it could come out of nowhere that all of a sudden you're you're dealing an offensive line, and it really could be, other than in my opinion, Filer, DeCastro, Pouncey. I'm not. I don't even know that I put Big Al on that list. And Dotson, you could trade almost anybody. You know, and, you're, and Wisniewski because they just signed him and brought him in. So that's some. I, I, I wouldn't even know who to name. So. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of like you. I wouldn't know who to name and say would go. Really, just that that's one that you definitely have to see a little more what's going on in camp. Um, who who that is lower down, you know, on your depth chart is showing promise to show that they're moving up so that somebody would become expendable for lack of a better word. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't Pe think Pouncey. it's going to be someone like a gray that they would trade. I think he's just going to show that he's willing that they could then trade someone else because right. you got the whole namesake and everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey was bringing up something here um, in the live chat was talking about the roster, about the 54 and the 55 and the whole, practice squad he also said here that the oh i'm going to lose it that the practice squad rules um are strange it's still a 53 man roster that's what they have to cut down to i've explained this a couple times but i'm just going to make sure that that we get it for people who are you know tuning in for the first time it's still a 53 man roster but it's a 12 man practice squad and two players from the practice squad can move up to the main squad for the game and uh, and each player could do it two times before they're exposed to waivers so the Steelers could in essence have two extra guys but they don't need to move them up if they're just going to be inactive because right. they changed the 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 inactives it used to be you had 46 active players but if you if you have an eighth offensive lineman that you would like to dress you can actually then have another player to where you have 48 active players. So how many players are inactive each week will depend on if you're at the 53, 54, 55, and if you're at the 46 or the 48. And really there's, there's no reason to not do the 48. That would, that's, that's crazy. It doesn't change anything. They need to do the 48. You've just got to make sure you have enough offensive linemen address. So right. that kind of maybe can bring that into light. So let's, I mean, anything else on offense? Anything else? I don't really see. I don't, I don't know really, that they're going to. 
I mean, I don't know that any of the quarterbacks that they have would bring any value or whatnot. Uh, this, you know, they'd be more likely to bring in than than I mean to, to right. trade out. Mm-hmm. Uh, just don't see it happening. Um, tight end. Some people are saying, "Oh, Vance." No, they're not deep. They don't have the depth. I don't think they have the depth there to do it. You've got to be deep in order to to trade someone right. away coming out of camp. So you ready? You ready to look at defense? Sure am. Not much on defense, is there? There's not much on defense. No, because the because we, we're not. I don't consider us real deep um, mm-hmm. in many spots. Yeah, except for one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you going to say it, or you want me to say it? Defensive line. Defensive line. <laughs> yeah, they've I mean, got everybody a lot of out there line. should know that. Everybody out there should know yeah. that one. I mean, the only yeah. place where you can look to say we've got any real depth is defensive line. Yep. And I'm tempted. Can I tell them the one I said before we went on the air? Go for it. Okay, so I, I'm I'm looking for a team that will you know take Big Dan McCullers at our sixth round pick and give us a seventh in return. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, usually you give the seventh and get the sixth. So um, honestly, with the Steelers not having a lot of size there, I think McCullers is probably going to make the team unless yeah, they completely. Is. Unless you know, if nothing else for goal line, you know, not even right. that he'd be the, the getting the most of the reps. If whenever you bring in a second nose tackle, if they really want to have a big guy there, um, that's one that that I, I I could see it if someone wanted them. If they wanted to completely transform the position to say we are going with all defensive tackles, that then also some of them play nose, and that that's the way we're going to do it from here on. And we don't have a need for that kind of player anymore. I could see it. Um, I, I I just highly doubt it. That that would be interesting. Here's one. Some people I know. Some people would say Tyson Alualu. Um, not at his age. I don't see anyone trading for him. And plus, he was really good for the Steelers last year. He just wasn't flashy. Believe it or not, some I know some people would love to trade Stefan to it because he's injured and things like that. I don't see the Steelers doing that. that so if they were going to do that, they would have kept J- Javon Hargrave. Right. Believe it or not, some people might not like this, but if anybody would get traded, it would probably honestly, I think it would have to be Isaiah Bugs. Yeah. You know, because they're not going to trade Wormley, who they just traded for. Um, but but Bugs is a guy, and I don't want him to because I like Bugs. But it would have to be somebody, somebody like that. I don't know that that uh, somebody like a like a Henry Mondu would get anything, because once again the Steelers could try to get him back on the practice squad. Yep. So I, I just don't see that happening. But if he's playing well, he could take a spot. Then you got the XFL guys. Then you got like some people say it's Kayvon. Some people say it's Savon. I heard it was properly Savon Walker. So they they might have some possibilities there. I just don't know. You know, you got you got Cam who's way up here. You got Stefan Tuitt who could potentially be up there, but you got to take the injuries into account. Then you've got Alo Alo as the solid backup. You've got Wormley. I mean, you've got a whole slew of guys right there. So depending on how things played out in camp, I could see that position. Anywhere else on the defense? No, not other than D line. We're not I, I don't you know, I mean, you got to think, you know, at all your at outside linebacker, inside linebacker, corner, safety, you want your two starters and one solid backup at least mm-hmm. out in each of those. And that's – I don't feel we go much – really much deeper than that anywhere. Yeah. So well, I'm probably – outside not. linebacker is interesting because you have both Ola Denier and Tuzar Skipper. And I wouldn't – be honestly, I would prefer to keep both of those guys right now mm-hmm. with who they have at the inside linebacker because these are also the positions that you're looking for to to, to use for special teams. Right. If you don't have a lot of inside linebackers, like I said before, the Steelers usually on average they keep nine between the two. If you really only have four guys, you can keep it inside. Then you have five spots for for outside linebacker. There's no no need to move somebody. Right. So, um, cornerback's an interesting position, but I don't think it's that interesting because I think, I think you've got five, and the Steelers have been keeping six. Um, 
Oh wait, did I, did I count wrong? It's five, right? That they have the, their main five of Hayden, Nelson, Hilton, Sutton, and Lane. Mm-hmm. And there's even room for another spot, right? You know, you you have you know, or you could keep a fifth safety because they generally keep ten defensive backs. Um, so I don't know that they're overly deep there. That one of those players would really bring a whole lot of value. I know someone just brought up a uh, Trajan Bandy. That's a guy that I think could make the team as an undrafted free agent. Uh, he was a guy that the Steelers didn't think would still be there. They thought he would be drafted. So they tried to snag him up quick, but I also don't know. And he's basically his, his, um, we talked about him on, on the show that how his draft report sounded exactly like a Mike Hilton. You know, is is a Mike Hilton expendable? Um, especially with Cam Sutton right behind him. I mean, possibly, but I don't know that the Steelers really want to thin themselves out that much. Right. So overall, most likely. Oh, wait, we didn't do special teams. <laughs> um shut up yeah, and move I don't on. think there's anything going on there. It's Time not like the when the Steelers have two quality. You know, shut up and move on. Yeah. Okay. Because because I mean the Steelers would have to have a second punter that would be good enough to be their first punter to trade someone like Jordan Berry, and then someone would have to want him. So overall, what do you think? Biggest chance, biggest odds? Best odds, I think, are running back. I would agree. I agree. Um, so probably followed by offensive line. I, you know what? I could go with that as well. So this might, I mean, if you think about it, the Steelers. Now that now you're going to love this since 2013, this is, this is going stat geek. They have only traded away players in training camp on odd numbered years. They did it in 13, 15, 17, 19. Maybe this is the year that it doesn't happen. But I at least had to throw it out there that it's a trend. Well, it, it's it's 2020. <laughs> we know what's already been going on. Yeah, here, so. it, it's it's 2020. Anything can happen. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're going to trade Mike Tomlin, uh, like they talked like was talked about during the season last year. It's 2020. Anything can happen. So, um, you ready to open it up? What? Well, let's do you it. Ready to, to to open it up to the live chat? I, I wait until I actually go to say it. <laughs> Jeffrey says that's Stat Geek Central right there. <laughs> I got to bring that up because that's that's so true that um, that that was that was kind of geeky. I admit yeah, that was so, a little yeah, a little bit too geeky. So I'm gonna pass Our, geeky right down to nerdy. Yep. So let's here we go. We got questions. We're going to take them now. We've got a good, probably close to. 20 minutes a week ago here if people have questions or yep. if you want to give your thoughts right now if you just put a player's name out there if there was one player that you had to uh, that you thought was the most likely on the Steelers to get traded you just put their name after I said the word questions and we'll look at it if I can get there okay if someone here's this is from Caleb B if someone offered you a second would you trade Hilton yes Yes. Uh, you know, if, if, if Hilton would have signed his restricted free agent as a restricted free agent somewhere else where the Steelers would have got a second round pick because they offered him a second round tender, I would have let Hilton go. I'd have, I, I'd have matched Filer unless it was too crazy, but I'd have let Hilton go for a second round pick. Mm-hmm. So, so that was it. Um, it's funny because I said about putting some names out there. Um, Kaysen says, says Hilton. Okay. Um, just because of, of everything else i could see that um shipley says edmonds i think you're cuckoo for cocoa puffs even though you're you're another name sorry that's just a phrase i've been dying to throw in there for eight the last eight podcasts now a lot of people don't like edmonds edmonds wasn't that bad don't don't get jeffrey started on edmonds he'll let you know if you've got to see his film room articles where he'll, he'll let you know that what that what edmonds Ed, there are certain things that edmonds does very well and that if it wasn't for Edmonds, that the Steelers couldn't do what they do. And who are they going to? I mean, that makes, oh, yeah, let's trade away a starting safety when we basically have no depth behind him at all. So that one's a little bit. That's why I think that's crazy, because if you had someone else pushing him, I would say absolutely. But there's 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 nothing. Um, the next one, 
that said um, Snell or Samuels. I could see that, but I would see the Steelers holding on to the player that they drafted the most recently. Okay, so here's one that Nathaniel wants to go. I'm going to let you answer this one first. Are the next two years a failure if we don't win the Super Bowl? Depends. Everybody thinks, yeah, winning the Super Bowl is hard. It's Um, hard. That's right. The best team doesn't Uh, always win the Super Bowl. And that is also correct. Um, you got to have a few things kind of go your way. There's some point in the season, but more typically in the playoffs, where luck falls on your side somewhere and you make it through. Um, A.K.A. the immaculate tackle, you know. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Followed by the even more wonderful missed field goal. Um, Yes. So I don't want to say that it's a failure. Do I think the Steelers' chances of winning the Super Bowl over the next two years are good? Yes. But it's not necessarily a disappointment. Mm -hmm. But it could be a disappointment if we don't play well or things like, yeah. Yeah, things like that. I, like yes. I look at this I mean, team, and we should be in the discussion the next two years. Oh, here's the thing. Think of it this way. Look at 2017, 13 and three, should have been 14 and two. I made the mistake. Was that last night? See, the last night, the night before, I even text Brian Anthony Davis and Michael back to say, "Why did I do this to myself?" I saw that they had NFL's greatest games, and it was 2017. Patriots at Steelers. There was maybe five minutes left. I turn it on and it's during the review. And I'm still saying, I told Brian this today. I'm like, I'm like, I had to keep watching just in case they finally realized how bad they screwed it up and they would have got it right because Jesse James caught that ball. But you know, I you know, the Steelers were all but 14 and two and didn't win a playoff game. You know, 13 and three season, and you feel like it's a failure. You know, if the Steelers are if the Steelers are struggling and they deal with injuries, and they're scraping along, and they get to 9-7 and seven and squeeze into the playoffs, and next thing you know, they win and win again, and they're in the AFC Championship game when you didn't expect them, then that's a successful season. So there's there's too much that can go into it. You know, no one outside of Steelers fans really has the Steelers on the radar for being a major Super Bowl contender because everyone's already writing in Kansas City or Baltimore. So it's a great chance for them to fly under the radar and get there. But when you look at it, I'm not going to say it's an absolute failure. So you think that's fair? I think that's fair. So I got your next question. Well, you got it. Oh, you beat me to it. I almost, we almost double clicked on it and took it away. Who do you have making the running back Ross? Do you want me to go first? Um, yeah, go ahead. You, you okay. say, and I'll tell you if I agree with who you say. Okay. Well, I'm not going to include Derek Watts. He's a fullback. He's the fullback. We're 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 not going to worry about him. Yeah. So then the question is, do the Steelers keep three like they normally do, or do they squeeze in a fourth by by trimming the roster somewhere else? So to me, it's James Conner, Benny Snell, Anthony McFarland, because you're not going to cut a fourth-round draft pick unless he's awful in the preseason. And then my fourth, I think that they find a way to keep four would be Jalen Samuels. Mm-hmm. So unless, unless unless they, they, that's, why, that's why I say unless they trade, trade Samuels, unless they trade Samuels and then and keep White, and might not even keep another one. They uh, could trade true. Samuels they and try to put Samuels White on the practice squad or something. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's. I mean, Grant, they were they had five at the end of the year last year, and they were dressing them all. But you have to remember, they didn't have a fullback because Nix was on IR. So that kind of, you know, Trey Edmonds was basically taking up that spot. So they were squeezing a fourth. So um, this podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, 
Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. We'll go to the next one. Someone wants to know if you'd take a second-round draft pick for Marquis Pouncey. Yeah, at this point in his career, I'd, I'd really consider it, except for the fact that, you know, he and Ben have really talked about being together and leaving together. But I'm still taking – I'm still listening to the phone call. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't – there's very few people in the roster that you don't even – I mean, you answer the phone. You could hang it up laughing, but you answer the phone right? Um, with, with people. I'm I'm not giving up a second-round draft pick for Marquise Pouncey. Um, the Steelers are also – they do too much with taking precedence. You know, the bad – would that set a bad precedence for them that I, I don't think so. Um, here's one that's interesting – yeah, what one. about Bud Dupree? Whether it's at the deadline or I, I'll say anytime. What about Dupree? I'm leaning towards no based on what we did in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm leaning towards thinking we hold him this year. Unless we, get to the, unless we get to the deadline and, you know, our record is atrocious, which I don't see happening, but it could be. Yeah. I mean, that could be it. If it's, if you're like, oh, we're out of contention, we as well try to get something for them. That, the Steelers are never out of contention. They're not. No, you know, they're not. I mean, think about it. Even when they started 0-4, they still almost made the playoffs that season. I know. So that's just not who they are. That's not their mentality. And that's part of the reason why so many of us love them. To me, that wouldn't have as much, nearly as much to do with Dupree as it would to do with Alex Highsmith. If Alex Highsmith is playing so well that you need to get him on the field more, yep. and the other guys are still quality backups, and you're not dealing with injury, you could consider it. But I, I, I precedence once again, precedence for the Steelers. I don't see them doing it. It's not impossible. I ju- I would not bet on it. If you gave me hundred, if you gave me hundred to one odds on it. I, I'd maybe put 10 bucks on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd have to get some really good odds. So, um, which means it's, it's not out of there. I do. I don't have to bring it up, but our, but our favorite Raven fans in there, he's always here and quite respectful. So we really like that. He joins in the conversation. So um, uh, Shaquille said out of the most likely person he thinks that would be traded would be Washington. So, I got your next question. That's an interesting one. All right, you go for it. All right. All right, so Donald Nolan says, could you see Kevin Rader taking the third tight end position if Gentry regresses? Uh, No. Because they didn't even keep him on the practice squad all season last year. The question that I want to know, because I – this is a person that you really don't know what the Steelers think about him because he's been a, he's been a lock for the practice squad both seasons because of the exemption. Is his Christian Scotland Williamson yeah. someone that could be there? I don't know what they really think of him because normally you can tell what they think of him by if they sign him, how much they play him, stuff like that. But we can't really see that. So I don't know. What do you think? Actually, I'm more like you. Uh, is is Kevin Rader taking the third tight end position if Gentry regresses, or would it be Williamson? I don't. Yeah, you know. yeah, I don't know. It's possible, but I mean, a player that's on and off the practice squad, then jumping in to be to be a guy on the 53 every week the next season—that's a pretty big jump. That not, not impossible, but that but that is a that is a pretty big jump. So, um, one I want to people that keep saying about getting rid of Edmonds. Who's going to play safety? <laughs> I mean, people think he's terrible, but no. I mean, you, really? 
<laughs> Who's going to play safety? That's what I'd say. Who's going to play safety? Uh, here's one I want. Steelers fan 74 said about a possible trade person. He said, what about Chooks? Maybe. That's an interesting one. It is. That's one. That That is. That really is. Chooks could be from, go anywhere from starting tackle to game day inactive, and it wouldn't surprise me. I, I, I don't know what to expect from him. So it's 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 interesting. So uh do you got another question that you spot out there? Oh, wait a minute. Sorry. Nope. That one. It it that one. skipped on me right when I went to skipped on you. Yep. Now I know what you're talking about. It was so. a comment to someone else rather than a question. Yep. yep. Jeffrey, would you take the fourth for Benny Snell? I don't honestly, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think no, the, I, mean, I don't think the Steelers would. I don't think the Steelers would. I, I, I don't know if they would either. Not yet. Not not yeah. After one we, year. We had one year of Benny Snell. And I I think I kind of liked some of what I saw last year. So especially I mean, unless they're gonna re-sign James Conner, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. Right. So um but I more importantly, I don't think the Steelers would do it. So, no. so this, and I'm going to bring up this one from Cree that said, do you really think they will trade away anyone? Okay. My thought is that they will shop around to it since he's had health issues. Um, they'd have to get a lot for to it to it's to it's the kind of, you don't see major players getting traded, especially by the Steelers during training camp and, and and right at the beginning, that's not what you see. If you're going to trade someone like that, you're. I think we would have already seen it. And I still don't think they shop to it because if they had any interest of moving on from to it, they would have, they would have worked even harder to sign Hargrave in my opinion. Right. So, but that's just me. Um, I got to scroll down here. It says we have a super chat. I we do. I got it. it. Here it comes. You got it? I'm not, yeah, right, I'm, not, it I'm not sure I totally understand it here. So as a Tennessee Vols fan, I've watched his whole career at UT. Could he be the replacement for Joe Hayden? Who? Oh, um, um, Tennessee? Yeah. You don't Who went to Tennessee? You don't know? Don't that would know. be one Cameron Sutton. Oh. Is who I assume they're talking about. Um, that, that that's who... Okay, I, I see it here now. That 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 is who would be they would be referring to. Yeah, yeah. I could completely see. Yeah. I I think that the Steelers. I would love if they have to choose between Sutton and Hilton. We've talked about this. I can't remember if we talked was that on this show or another show I did. I've done so many shows. Um, if you could only pick one of them, if you could only keep one of them, on, who would you? Wasn't on this one. But. Yeah, that was on the preview. That was yeah. on the preview. I remember with Michael with, with Michael and Brian, and they both agreed with me. If you could only keep Hilton or Sutton and re-sign one of them after this year, who are you re-signing? Probably right Sutton. Now? Yeah, Sutton, probably Sutton. Because not only is he a guy that can do the slot, he can also play on the outside. Hilton's a one-trick pony Yeah. Um, when it comes to that. So I like Sutton. I think I would love for them to sign him and keep him because I do think he could be the future of the Steelers, both at slot and at outside, either one. So – that's that's one I, I can agree with. Um, we skipped ahead. Nice anything to, else? Nice to, you got anything nice else? Find, nice to finally have that conversation at corner. You know, we've gone through so many years where it was like, can we just find a body to throw out there? Yeah. Um, I found one I'm going to bring up. I'm just, yep. I was trying to go back. I didn't get all the way back. But uh, here's one from what was the name here? Um, REL75 says, can an outside linebacker? Temporary move, temporarily moved to inside linebacker. I don't know that they have those that guy on the team because, um, do you really want that to be someone like a TJ Watt? No, I mean, all the guys it seems like they have are pass rushing outside linebackers, in my opinion. Right. Um, I don't think I, I don't know that that would be the answer. I think you're more likely to, to see a safety bump up to inside linebacker than you would. The outside linebacker. Yeah. yeah. What are you yeah. laughing at? 
Oh, I had to chuckle at the next with Jeffrey because this is funny. He said, Ola Sunkanmi Yadenie better stick around. I learned how to spell and pronounce his name, darn it. <laughs> is, I same here because Brian asked that as a question. And I it's funny because when we type our articles, um, in order for players to, to be able to, to easily tag the players to where it's linked to their SB Nation page, you have to use their full name. So I've had to constantly type in Ola Sunkanmi Yadenie. So um I know exactly. Uh, uh, what he's talking about. Okay. <laughs> People were, were giving some uh, comments about gentry and, and the whole notion of, of regressing there. So do you have, do you have any more? Do you have one um, to bring up? We could do no, one more. I was, I was scrolling quick to see what I'd kind of missed there for a little bit. Okay. Well, so it's going to be a race. I, I'm frozen right now at a spot. It's going to oh, jump for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, sometimes it gets tough to find the questions because somebody asks a question, then everybody gets on there. And, and this is what we love. We love and that everyone's answering. Everybody's us. giving their yeah their two cents worth in there. So, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I, I'm going to bring this one up. Okay, because I think some people were talking about this as well. Okay, they say, one. could Sutton play safety? The answer to that question is yes. Free safety, in my opinion. Not, not, not strong safety. Who can, you know that could come up? You know, come on. He's not a Troy Polamalu type. You know, the Steelers don't have a Troy Polamalu type, and I think that's the biggest problem that people have with Edmonds is that he was a first round pick and he's not Troy Polamalu. He's not Troy Polamalu. I know that's exactly you know? why people hate on him so much. Yes. And 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 he could and 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 he's not making splash plays and he doesn't read the ball well when it's in the air we all you know jeffrey's broken this down so much he's got strengths he's got weaknesses if the steelers can play to his strengths along you know with stuff with minka jeffrey was giving him a lot of credit for the stuff that they were able to do with minka last year early on that if it wasn't for edmonds minka couldn't have done the things that he did and therefore then the corners couldn't have done the things that they did in order for them to make those plays right so sudden i think I honestly could I honestly see Sutton playing basically the 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 free safety type you know dime person you know defensive back coming in um right now with the, who the Steelers have and with everyone healthy to where it could be Hilton and Sutton the two def- other defensive backs coming in um to do that with then Edmonds coming up more onto the line. All right, real quick, because we're running low on time here. i got one more that I want to bring up and give the answer to. Yep, ready? All right. Yep. Who wins? John Trent says, who wins Steeler MVP? My hope is that Mm -hmm. it's Ben Roethlisberger, because if it's Ben Roethlisberger wins Steeler MVP this year, the Steelers are probably having a really good year. Exactly. Yes, I know Ben, he's only won MVP, team MVP, like one time. He doesn't usually – he always votes for Marquise Pouncey. Um so that's that is one of those things. We do have one more super chat yep. that I do want to bring up. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to see to see Ben with the MVP just just because he's Ben. But um Odessa, Odessa Hall Menifee, ten dollar super sticker just supporting the show. Ten dollars into the tip jar. We really appreciate that. Yes, but, we uh, do. Rich, any parting words here that you have tonight before we get no, out? Of just again, love love my folks in the live chat on this podcast. <laughs> they really bring it. Um, I've been doing much, much better on catching a lot more of the uh, podcasts going on. Um, but when we ask for questions here, people really bring it, and I love it. Yeah, they do, and, and it's, it's great. Now, make sure that you are – we are really get we're getting close. We are not that far away from six thousand subscribers to the YouTube channel. So if you are listening to this, even if you're listening to it in, in podcast form, go in and subscribe to the YouTube channel just to help us out. That would be fantastic. You don't have to turn on the notifications if you don't want to know when the live chats are. We understand. Also, if you're on here and, and watching on YouTube, also listen to it in the podcast form because that does help us out. If, if you can't catch it or if you want to want to want to listen to it again. But we're on on every every podcast form. Just just look for us behind the steel curtain or, or BTSC radio, um, any of those things that you could look for. So we really appreciate that. Also, if you haven't liked behindthesteelcurtain.com, I mean, well, if you're not checking out behindthesteelcurtain.com, make sure you're checking us out 
Um, eight, at least eight articles a day with all kinds of various stuff, even in the dead season of the NFL. Also, like us on Facebook. We are extremely close to 100,000 followers on Facebook. So if you haven't liked Behind the Steel Curtain on Facebook, go in and do that. We've got the whole... We've got the whole lineup of podcasts coming. We've got uh, tomorrow night, we have Lance Williams and I'm pretty sure it's Michael Beck coming on for the standard of the standard. Brian and I on, and, and uh, as well as Michael on Thursday, Lance again on Friday, Tony Saturday. Uh, not sure who's going to be on for Father's Day, but we'll see uh, Brian and, and Tony back on Monday and we'll be back Tuesday. Any yeah. parting words, Rich? No, thanks again, Steeler Nation. Love that everybody was here tonight. Thank you very much. Yep, and just make sure that you tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. Thanks for geeking out with us.